Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Indian food delivery at 9 p.m. is always a good idea in theory at my house. In execution, not so much. I offered my boyfriend the most amazing, juicy, delicious, literally award-winning peach, and he's like, nah. I'm good. <laughs> I sometimes sit inside and watch my Roomba vacuum for fun. I cheer it on when it hits a corner just right. I yell at it when it makes a dumb turn. <laughs> you know when life gives you lemons and like you're supposed to make lemonade, but what if you're just not in the mood to make juice? Then you're SOL, Heather. Have such a good day. Hello and welcome back to Have Such a Good Day, episode 113. Ooh, it's kind of an ominous one, it's, isn't it, Sarah? It's spooky, <laughs> Heather. This this is our unlucky show. The good news is we're still here. We're still alive and kicking. <laughs> we are. We are. We missed y'all. We took a we week really off did. last week. Life got in the way, but we're back. I wonder if... So, I mean, I know that the... The, you know, the number 13 is unlucky and there's like historical reasons for it or whatever and obviously superstitious. But like if 13 is in a number such as 113, <laughs> I don't think it counts. That's a good point. I, I'm I think it's just that. 13. <laughs> <laughs> like in an elevator, you might skip the 13th floor, but I don't think you skip the 113th floor. That's a good, that's a really good, if any of you know the answer to this <laughs> right. very nagging question that we have. We're, ne we're never going to figure it out without your help. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Heather. I'm one of your gracious hosts. Yes, you And this are. is Sarah that would, Lane. That would be me. Hi, yeah. everybody. Uh, we are two women who... We love to gab. We sure do. With each other and, and with all of you. And we unpack the absurdity of life for hopefully your entertainment. Certainly ours. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's a wacky life and there's a lot to talk about. And just, you know, a friendly reminder that we're all in this together. So however you're feeling right about now, it's all good. Indeed it is is Sarah isn't there kind of like a slight fall vibe in the air do you do you feel that like very slight yeah I'm wearing a sweater right now which <laughs> we it's been really in Sonoma County where I live it's been really temperate for the last week uh mm -hmm. to the point where <laughs> the Airbnb guests the last one last ones that we had that left a few days ago they were here to a certain day 
and the morning before I see them packing up. I mean, mm-hmm. it would have been past checkout time if they were packing up, you know, the day that they were supposed to leave. But I was still like, oh, I wonder if they're, you know, just like going to the river today or whatever. But I'm like, they're really packing up. <laughs> and then they left, you know, the cars go and mm-hmm. not unusual. And then I get a note from them saying, okay, we're all done. Bye. And I was like, uh, well, it might be too late, but you know, you have the house until tomorrow, right? And they said, well, we wanted to swim. And it's just like, the sun isn't out. <laughs> like, uh, like, it's just a lot of money to just forfeit. Totally. You know, like, it's like, was that, was the house, I mean, there are other things to do, you know, you sit around and watch yeah. TV and like talk to each other. It's actually I don't know. really funny because somebody left early on my end too, which doesn't happen very often. Mine is not as expensive as yours. I think like it's a smaller cabin and, but I was like surprised. It was a nice day. And I mean, I'm sure maybe something came up. I don't know, but yeah, like an yeah. entire night, like you could have, uh, I don't know. I right. don't understand people sometimes. Well, it's funny too, because when, you know, the sun is out and it's really hot here, it's kind of like you need that pool because mm-hmm. it's hot. It's mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't really, I don't know. I wouldn't want to hang out in like high 90 degrees outside, like in the sun. But if you have a pool, it's like, oh, you know, it's it's fun and the sun's out and everything. Like, I totally get that. But on cooler days, in like the in-between days, like I'm talking low 70s. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, it's perfect weather. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to other people, they're like, well, it's summer and it's cold and it's foggy. <laughs> you know, we, we're leaving. Uh <laughs> And then you've got the winter people where it's actually pretty chilly and they're like, the pool needs to be heated more. And I'm like, oh, Oh, you have that to look forward to, Sarah. Oh, I do. I do. (laughs) It'll happen. It's going to happen. How's everything going over there? Everything's all right. Uh, I get to take my car in for service today. I know. Try not to be jealous of my wildlife, everybody. (laughs) It's one of these... It's a service that's like included in my lease agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I lease my car. So it's something I've been just kind of meaning to do. And my car is, you know, it's kind of got that everything's everything's all, you know, in the cloud now. And so the car occasionally will be like, your windshield wiper fluid is low. Your service needs to be done. Like I get these like, you know, little like passive aggressive notes, you know, <laughs> totally. it's like next to my speedometer where I'm like, I know, God. So I'm going to do that today. And uh, <laughs> I'm not totally sure if I didn't think about this until right now, but they give you a loaner car for the day, you know, so you can just not sit there while they're, if it's going to take a while, which is really nice. But I didn't think about the fact that I have Otis the dog with me and I haven't planned my day well enough to like leave him while I go get the loaner car kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's like he's got to come with and I just don't know if they're gonna be like "Mm, well that's a pretty big dog (laughs) yeah yeah it's either gonna be like oh it's totally fine we do this all the time here's a towel you know for the back seat or oh yeah can't do that you're gonna have to just wait then they'll see that you're prepared Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. See, I'm full <laughs> look, of good ideas, Sarah. Look, look at me. So unprepared. I'm like, oh, I hope they have a towel. <laughs> Just bring your own. He also doesn't really need a towel, like, unless he's been to the beach B-Y-O-T, or something. B-Y-O-T, Sarah. I mean, don't yeah. you know? B-Y-O-T. Very, <laughs> very astute. Very astute. So speaking of, um, speaking of Airbnb, so I know we talk about our Airbnbs, uh, you know, our rental properties 
sometimes Airbnb, I feel like should be paying us, uh, just because they get so much free press, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) we talk about it on the show occasionally and there are, uh, because it is packed, packed, packed around here. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't have, I don't have many days where there's nobody at the, you know, at the rental house, Mm -hmm. you know, a few days a month really. And those are just kind of in between, you know, turnover days. And you know, that's good. You make a little money, but it's, it's a lot. You just, you just, you meet a lot of people. There are certain vibes that are great and there are certain vibes that are not so great. And I, a while ago decided, you know, I don't want to talk about specific instances where I was upset with guests mm-hmm. on our show. And it's not, I mean, cause that does happen. It happens all the time. Like people act a fool and you're mad at them, you yeah. know, and you want to write a bad review and then you kind of cool off and then just let it go later. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's my MO. But mm-hmm. And I don't really ever want to talk about something terrible that happened that where I'm like, and and here's what this stupid guest did, because it's unlikely that they would hear it, but it's not impossible. And they would know I was talking about them. And then I feel like it's like a slight privacy violation. You know, it's like that was between us. It's not mm-hmm. for the world kind of thing, um, which is why I, I would love an anonymous Airbnb blog about all the shitty people in the world that I've met. But again, it's like, it's not, I mean, it's like, you can kind of trace it back to like where, where I am eventually. And then that just gets weird. Right. <laughs> so this story is not one of those stories, but it is just Darn it. one one of those Airbnb stories that no one's at fault, but I thought it was, thought it was worth a story for all of you. So I'm at the edge of did, my seat, Sarah. Yeah. So a few days ago, so I'll, I'll explain. So the house there's a main house and a carriage house. They get rented together. They're a package deal. It's too weird to have like certain people in one and certain people in the other because they're the, there's a shared yard and like how would the pool work and everything. So it's like you just get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. And some people really don't use the carriage house because they're just a smaller group and they just don't need it. Or maybe they somebody is like using it during the day for work or something to kind of mm-hmm. get away from everybody else. And I never totally know how people are spreading out. But you don't always need it. And then other groups, I'm like, I don't even know where they're all sleeping. Like, there's only so many beds and there's, like, kind of a lot of people. But, like, again, I don't know. Use a couch. I I don't really care. So, but the main house is old. Well, they're both old. But the carriage house has been totally remodeled. So, besides really the kind of outside, the outside look of it, the whole thing is new. Everything's new. There's nothing mm-hmm. original in there. And well, I guess the redwood walls are... Probably. No, I think those are new too. It's, it's pretty new. Mm-hmm. But the main house is very old. And that's part of the charm. You know, you, you, sure. There's a lot of like, like the kitchen's really updated. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of, you know, big screen TVs and blah, blah, blah. But the whole vibe is very like old. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's people like that. So because of that, there are a bunch of old doors. But the only really old door that's exterior facing, like if you're outside and you need to get inside and you need a key, that's the front door. It's a big old door. Every other door that, cause you can get in a few different ways. There's doors everywhere, but they've all been kind of remodeled or added later or that sort of thing mm-hmm. that you would need from the outside. So some time ago, the landlord, because there's like the front door key, which is different than the laundry room key, which is different than there's one of the bathrooms has a door to the outside. I don't really know why, but it does. There's that's a different key. And it started to turn into and the carriage house has its own key. 
started to turn into this sort of nightmare thing where I was like making backups of keys all the time because I'm like, they're going to lose a key. Like someone's going to lose a key, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be this difficult, you know, for, for us to, to deal. So because of that, the landlord with all the doors that were available to do this with added the like, uh, like key code doorknobs. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like the whole doorknob comes off, you get a new doorknob and on that knob itself is like a number pad, you know, and there's mm-hmm. a code, you know, you press the code, green light, and then you open the door. And so, and those doors are just like, if they, you know, you open the door, then you close it, it is now locked again. And the next person has to enter the code. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't like, there's no option to be like, oh, let's, well, you probably can disable the code, but that's not an option. Yeah. You know, we don't, it just, it's just easier that way you know remember your code don't need a key Mm -hmm. so cut down on all the keys that's that's the goal can't cut down on all of them because that front door like you wouldn't be able to put a code on it it's just too old Mm -hmm. um and it's like really pretty the way that it is but the others are have been updated and the carriage house door is one of those doors and so the guests that were here this last week at some point you know and we're it's basically texting we're not really interfacing in in person at all um she says yeah the door just just so you know i don't know if anyone else has mentioned it but the door in the carriage house it only locks from the outside it doesn't lock from the inside and Hmm. i was like huh so it's a code so if it's if you're inside and the door is closed then it is locked (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the next person can enter the code and open the door, but it's locked. Mm-hmm. It's always locked if the door is closed. Sure. And she was like, yeah, but it's, but yeah, it locks on the outside, but not the inside. And so, and it kind of was one of these things where I'm like, not sure what you're saying. You know, <laughs> do you want me to come look at it? And she said, no, it doesn't bother us. I just, just take a look at it after we leave. And I said, okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't, don't understand what you're talking about. And I thought maybe what she means is that because the when the door was replaced the doorknob the old doorknob was just a regular old doorknob that you turn to the right and you open the door and then there's like a there's a deadbolt that now is no longer necessary because the new key code doorknob is the whole lock the door's <laughs> locked the door's just locked all the time so i'm like yeah i don't know what you're talking about but okay i'll look at it later so they leave and the um the um the cleaning crew who comes between guests they're here and they say to me there's something wrong with that door and i was like ah i had forgotten all about this like i forgot to even look you know because i just thought that she was like maybe talking about the deadbolt or something where i'm like it doesn't apply to you don't worry about it and she yeah something wrong with the door so the door just doesn't close like the key code is not broken the key code you know you type you know everything works correctly but it's like it's just not latching closed Mm -hmm. and i'm like huh that's weird i don't understand and so i'm like were the guests honestly trying to tell me that the door just wasn't closing all week because that's bad you know i would i would be annoyed that's like security problem you know you want a door that you feel is like especially if you you know you go to bed at night it's like Mm -hmm. i don't want a door that's like not it's not just unlocked it's like if the wind hit it it would swing open kind of thing so you know we're kind of like yeah it's weird so i'm looking on the side of the door and i'm like i don't you know is is it like the wood warped or something i don't know and then we find like it's like 
weirdly in like sort of a different place, but clearly from the door, like a variety of wood shavings mm -hmm. that kind of made it seem like not like breaking and entering or anything, but like someone tried to fix the door and then didn't and made it worse. And mm. I, I don't, I don't know what happened and I'm not blaming anybody, but this has happened before where like a guest will have clearly attempted to fix something, which is, you know, valiant effort on your part, sir or madam, <laughs> but you've made it worse. And then you just kind of like, didn't say anything <laughs> about what you tried to do. And now we kind of have to like figure out the mystery. Hmm. So, and I tell the landlord and he's like, what are, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Her complaint seemed to be about locking inside versus outside, but she wasn't bothered by it. But I so feel why like did she, she even mention it? Well, because I think something was funky with the door and she just didn't explain it in a way that I understood. Yeah. But I think that if, if her complaint would have been, this door isn't closing, that would have, she would have just said that. You know, so it's like something has happened in the last few days between door locks on the outside, not the inside, which she, I think she was doing her best to explain something that it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but now the door is worse. And oh, yeah, luckily there is a deadbolt, which is like I said, just wasn't needed anymore. And mm -hmm. that key does work. So it's like the door can be, you know, you, you lock the deadbolt and then the door is closed. But now you got a key again. And that was, that was a thing where like, it had been lost at one point, I had to make extra keys and it was just, I was like, you know, at the time, you know, put out by it on some level, you know, where, so the key code was, 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 a was a godsend. And now we're back to the deadbolt for wh whatever time until I guess I can get a, like, I'm like, is that a locksmith job? It almost feels like more of like a construction job, right? Yeah, I know. Because a locksmith not... isn't necessarily going to be like, oh, let me change the locks. It's like, no, the door isn't right anymore. I know you have to like figure out, it's so funny. You have to figure out who to call like first, you know, it's like, sometimes it's like, do you call like PG&E or do you call like, <laughs> right, you know, like yeah. a... <laughs> the fire department. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like mysteries yeah. just abound in every crack and crevice and you're like, yeah, this door is a mystery. Even the door is a mystery. <laughs> well, and it's and it's inconvenient, right? Because there's guests come in and I explained, I was like, there's some kind of funky going on with the door. I've got a solution. It's going to be way easier to explain this to you once you get here. Mm -hmm. Because there are other doors in the carriage house where someone could kind of walk around this deck. So it's like, this door could be avoided and just keep it locked all the time if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, but in the past, I've... It's, it's just sort of like a more direct way towards the main house and people just, I don't know, they, they want the easiest path often. Yeah. So it's like, you could just keep it locked all the time and just pretend it's a wall, not a door, you know, <laughs> use the other doors. It's not a big deal, <laughs> but I know it's going to be a thing where it's like, well, so we have to like deadbolt it the whole time. And if we don't have a deadbolt, it's just like open. And the answer is yes, that's the answer. There's such a spectrum of people, I mean, of guests, because it's like you've got people who will mention things but don't really care, but they just need to voice their opinion. But they're like, oh, but we don't care. But, and then you're like, well, why right. did you mention it then? And yeah. they're like about to leave. And, and which is, you know, sometimes it is helpful, but other times it's sort of like head scratching, like why they mentioned it. And, and then other people are really nitpicky about stuff and get really, it's just very interesting. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And there, there are guests who, I will have guests who are nitpicky, 
but it's like they're not inventing things to nitpick about. They're just yeah. being nitpicky, but like they're not making bad suggestions. You know, for example, <laughs> there was there was a guest who was like, you know, you might want to just like get a new pot and pan set. Some of these are scratched. Up. <laughs> I get that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I look at them afterwards and I'm like, if it was my own, you know, pan that I'm looking at, I'd be like, sure, it's not brand new, but it's completely fine. Yeah. But it's not a big deal to like, yeah, get new pots and pans. Obviously, there's a lot of wear and tear. You got a lot of people cooking and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and banging them around and who knows what. Not a huge deal. Like, that's like not something that I get mad over because I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I, I see your point, right? You kind of want things to be sparkling clean in the kitchen. Great. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, and then there's things like the door where I'm like, can you like explain this differently to me? Because I honestly just don't know what you're saying. And then it turns into this thing where I'm like, eh, well, I don't know. I still don't know what they were saying, but it's now has to be addressed. It's uh, honestly, it's lost in translation, Sarah. It just is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, so mystery of the door still ongoing. Uh, Y'all know I will, uh, I will, I will keep you updated on what happens. I think it's just, well, I, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't Until know. Until you update is. us, Sarah, I am really going to be at the edge of my seat. I, yeah, I know you oof, will, man. I'm not sure I, I could get through will. the week without hearing an update. <laughs> it's like you you know things are going well around here. Where I'm like, well, that's my update. <laughs> I know it's it's funny. So we just uh, installed brand new cabinets in the kitchen of one of our cottages, and it was a huge deal. It was like happening over many many months. We had to order them during you know the lockdown. And it took forever. And then they ordered the wrong ones and some of them got, you know, kind of broken in the delivery. So it's been kind of a long time coming and they had to sit in a storage unit for a while so that we could actually get in there when there weren't guests. And we installed them a couple weeks ago and they're really beautiful and I've gotten a lot of comments about it, but it's like, it's a lot of cabinet. It's like, this is a kind of a weekend rental. I mean, some people will rent it for a week, but like, it's a lot of cabinet for a rental, you know, and I'm like, wow, I think we went a little overboard. I mean, because it is really quite nice and we probably could have done something a little less nice. But in my mind, I'm like, OK, I will not have to replace these in my lifetime. Like these will last forever. I mean, unless the house falls off the cliff and that's another story. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, oh, man, the upgrades. It just, it's never ending, Sarah. Oh, Heather, I know. I gotta say though, I'm, I'm really proud of us. We are all still here, yay. There's yay. a lot going on in the world, but we made it to today, so good on us. I think <laughs> we're pretty amazing keeping it all together. So pat yourself on the back. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I woke up and it was uh, late August. <laughs> You're like, how did that happen? I know we always talk about this, like, well, that's we going so fast. What day is it? But it's like, <laughs> I am really getting weirded out at this point. Where I'm like, it is almost Labor Day. I know. What happened? It was January, like yesterday. I, it, it's, it's weird, that, but time is such a warp because it's like sometimes things feel like really fast and then you'll look back on something and feel like that was a really long time ago. And it's, it's like, it just depends on how you feel and i don't know what it is i really do think it's like how many years you have behind you um yeah. and we won't mention that those specifics <laughs> it's but easy enough to figure out but yeah. yeah yeah you know i think you just things seem to go faster because you have more history and you just have more packed in your brain and mm -hmm. so it kind of like it screws up time a little bit but dude i feel you i i still have this and i don't know if it's 
because of a big life change or just like the COVID stuff. But yeah, I wake up discombobulated. I've never used that word so much in my life. Like that cartoon where you're like, I, and you've got like little dust particles coming out of your head when you, when you get up in the morning, just figuring out where you are, what day it is. It's, it's a trip. It's a trip, but you know, the world, yo, it's, you know, the earth <laughs> is in peril and all God, the animals is it need ever. saving. I mean, really yeah. it's, this is why I say pat yourself on the back. We're here, we're making it work. You know, we got to hang tough. And I had such an amazing experience the other day that I want to share with you. And it really made me feel alive. And I just want to encourage all of you out there to keep your eyes and ears peeled for and open because you wouldn't keep your ears peeled. But animals are in peril out there too. So because humans are in peril, you know, I try not to go too far down a rabbit hole about this because it does really break my heart into a million pieces. But thinking about if humans are in peril, their animals are too, because especially, you know, obviously we've got fires and like we're talking about like wildlife out there is they're in peril, but we also are talking about pets. Mm -hmm. And if people are struggling, their pets are probably struggling too. And I am such an animal lover and the older I get, I just like, I have like a real bleeding heart for animals. And I just, I, I would like drop everything to just like, if I could save animals every day, I would, which maybe I will, I don't know, we'll see. But the other day I'm, you know, I'm doing my stuff. I'm outside, I'm checking on all the, the soil and watering all the million gardens we have here. And I'm heading over to my, my berry garden because we got some fresh batch of blueberries and strawberries and I'm going to snack a little bit. So I'm going over there and I'm pulling the, you know, the little lock off the door. We've got this kind of, you know, wooden sort of old school kind of lock. And, and I hear this little tweeting sound like a bird in peril. And I'm like, where's that coming from? And I'm like looking around and I see the cutest little kind of like a chubby finch that's like grayish brown with a cute little beak. And it's completely tangled in the netting of our garden. And I feel really kind of guilty because I'm like, well, that's our netting. And you know, the purpose is to keep critters out, but like, I don't want them to get caught. I mean, that's not the purpose at all. And so I was like, oh my God. And I actually thankfully had, I have these really precision scissors that are like these Japanese, they're really narrow. So you can kind of get, get into like a flower bed and cut like dead flowers and stuff. It's they're great scissors. They're super sharp. I'm, I'm glad I had them on me. And I, I just, I like got on my knees and I'm like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay, buddy. I'm like petting it and it's letting me pet it. Obviously it's stuck. I mean, what can it do? But I'm not yeah. joking. I did like major surgery for at least five minutes. I made like 25 cuts in this netting to like make sure I didn't cut him, but like his mm-hmm. toes were like wrapped up in this stuff. Oh so I'm like gosh. cutting, cutting, cutting. He's like getting a little more loose. And he's like looking up at me, you know, and he's clearly exhausted because it exhausts them trying to like get out of themselves. Course. Yeah. And I finally. And then, yeah, it's like, it's like shock too. Oh, they were total yeah. shock. And then finally I got him out and he kind of fell to the ground and I, my heart was racing. And I totally felt like that scene in Amelie, if you guys have seen that movie, where Amelie takes that blind man for a walk through that farmer's market and she, she yeah. kind of verbalizes everything that she sees and it's like they have this moment of like pure joy i was i felt like that i literally (laughs) i was like just floating on air i felt so good saving it and it it fell to the ground it was really tired and then it flew away and it was tweeting and it was it was fine it wasn't hurt and so this is a story that i like to tell because there still are a lot of good things happening 
And even though we're in now, at least California and some of the rest of the world is in a drought, we're probably going to have water wars soon. But I'm a bird savior, yo, and I feel really good about it. So keep your eyes open and your ears peeled. Peeled. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Come on. Pe peel your ears and save the birds. Yes. Honestly, that, that is such a sweet story, and I'm so glad you did that and, you know, that you were there at the right time because it's like... Seriously. There was a bird around here. Gosh, I almost sort of don't remember the details of it because it was kind of traumatizing, but yeah, it was a bird that was hurt, Yeah, you know? And it wasn't like, it didn't seem hurt, but it didn't fly away when I got close to it uh -huh. kind of thing. I don't remember if Otis was involved or not, but it was something where it was like, whoa, oh, no, 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 okay, something's wrong with the bird, you know? And, um... And, you know, I kind of left it alone. And then when I came back later, it it had died. And, Aww. you know, and yeah, it was just it was just like beautiful bird. And I felt so bad about it. And I, you know, I have no idea what happened kind of thing. Um, and I was like, should I bury the bird? I should bury the bird, you know, because I don't want, you know, so, I don't know. It's just it, <laughs> for it to be. It was kind of like in this flower bed that's like sort of in next to the driveway i'm like ah, it just seems like the wrong place to just sort of leave yeah, something to you know kind of go back to nature type thing you know cars and stuff like yeah. that it just i felt so bad about it and it died and i didn't you know i was like not mentally prepared to do something right at that moment or even like where am i gonna bury the bird kind mm -hmm. of thing and i i just put like a little it's like a little paper towel just over it Mm -hmm. You know, just I just felt like, mm, you know, just like let's cover you, you know, yeah. and then I'll come back and, you know, I'll, I'll do something. And when I came back, it was gone. Oh, and I I don't think that the bird was sleeping and woke up and flew away. And I don't I don't know what it was. Um, You know, we got a lot of neighborhood cats around here, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. But. In my, you know, in my fantasy Amelie mind, <laughs> the bird, the bird was, had hurt itself, yeah. was in a coma, and then woke up and flew away and has the best life now. Oh, I love it. See, you know what? That fantasy mind is, is everything. But, you know, I have to say that really lean into these things because, you know, I, I think like what's really on my mind now mm. is sort of the fact that you know, our, our infrastructure, a lot of things are falling apart and I'm feeling guilty about like watering my plants and this drip from my spigot, you know, and taking too long of a shower because of all yeah, the water stuff and, and just everything that we're, we just really need to conserve. And I, I, man, I just, I don't know. I think it's really important to kind of understand that all this stuff is really precious and it's not going to last forever. So right. plant that drought tolerant garden, people. That's what I'm well, doing. I'm working on my drought tolerant plant planning. Well, and then there's parts of the world, you know, that are, you know, drowning in hurricanes. This is true. You know, I mean, we, we've got our issues <laughs> over in our part yeah. of the world. And then there's uh, like so many just not necessarily opposite yeah, issues, like but flooding. just... No, you're right. Like, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's funny because there, there are certain 
uh, roads that I drive where, you know, if you kind of dip down a little bit in the road, you mm -hmm. know, there'll be a sign that says, you know, flood zone, road may mm -hmm. flood kind mm -hmm. of thing. And I always laugh like, ah, I should be so lucky, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, but it, but in, you know, a different season, you know, or a different year, or a different climate, it's like, that actually is true. And that's a whole like issue. Sure. And I don't know, a friend of mine who works for World Central Kitchen, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's a uh, Jose Andres, who's a kind of like a, a, a big name chef. It's mm -hmm. his organization for going to areas in need, kind of disaster areas or war torn yeah. areas and, and giving people food. And they're in Haiti right now. And, the, you know, Haiti had a huge earthquake and Haiti, uh, Haiti is like also had a huge earthquake. I think it was 2010 mm -hmm. uh, that was not even, you know, didn't even recover from uh you know yeah. and it's uh you know in, in for for a lot of people in haiti you know it's living in poverty and and substandard housing and mm -hmm. you know it's like it's just and he and he uh he's kind of giving some some friends of ours you know updates and we're kind of like you know how long are you going to be there and he's like well, you know you kind of because he's very on the ground team yeah. he's been everywhere That's really cool you know, it's really cool it's 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 um it's very uh you know, I mean, Good Samaritan things, isn't yes. even the word, you know, it's like more like you're an angel kind of thing, like yeah. that kind of work. Yeah. Um, Cause that's his life uh, mm -hmm. right now. But, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's important to, to think about others, to think about others and yeah. And really, you know, enjoy the things that you have and, this is uh, so true. and things change a lot. Yeah. yeah. Overnight even. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think I'm going to have to do like regular check-ins at that berry garden netting because yeah it worries me now so i'm like i think i might like actually cruise over there like a lot throughout the day to make sure no nothing's caught right Oof. save the birds yeah, yeah. seriously yeah. it's my new initiative and save save water those are the two <laughs> yeah water saving mm -hmm. it is true it is i uh, i think about that too all the time which yeah. i mean there's no like water saving mandate around here Mm -hmm. But if there was one, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, reservoirs are tapped. Um, you know, fire season also is for anybody who's just sort of like, oh, gosh, all you guys talk about is fires. It's <laughs> this is this is um, and and maybe Heather in your neck of the woods, maybe not so much. But mm -hmm. I know you've you almost have more of like northern California way up there and like Oregon to worry about. You know, Yeah, we do. And so. In Sonoma County, where I am, I'm pretty close to the ocean. So we are, there's, there is a extremely bad fire that is kind of northeast of me. And mm -hmm. the air quality has been bad because of that, but it is nowhere near us. So there's no imminent danger. But there are, I mean, we are in imminent danger basically until it starts raining. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't start raining until mid-October, historically. So, you know end of August kind of thing to mid-October is actually the worst time Gosh. even though you think like oh well summer starts you know and things are already dry and it's like yeah but it's when they've been dry yeah for a while um and that's why when I get like a foggy 72 degree day I'm mm -hmm. like clutch I love this <laughs> it doesn't mean there could there a fire couldn't start but yeah. it's like it's those super hot windy days that you know, seem kind of fun, but it's like, no, not when you're worried about fires all the time. Yeah. 
I really have a lot of anxiety about that because sure. every time I hear a fire truck, especially if I'm not home, if I'm home and I hear a fire truck, I mean, it's still like scary, but I'm, you know, I could, I could probably point out if there was a fire like pretty close to me, mm -hmm. but it's when I'm not home, you know, if I take Otis to the park or something, mm -hmm. By the way, I yelled at him a minute ago. If you guys were like, what is she doing? It's He's licking his feet too much. Oh. He's got to go to the bed for that. Uh, never dull I moment. I thought it was but... just a nervous tick. <laughs> oh, to stop it. Uh, no, he's he's next to me, and he's looking at me like, can you not blow up my spot on the podcast? It's so embarrassing. Uh, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's when we're not home, and I hear sirens, and it's mm -hmm. like I immediately just, I'm like, I have to get home. Yeah. Because it's like, what if it was us? Yeah. You know? What if it was a guest who like didn't put out the fire pit correctly, you know, or, or, or a host of other things. There's so, so much to worry about. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll stop my, my biatching. <laughs> Tell but us I more did about wanna, your anxiety, Sarah. Yeah, I did want to talk a little bit about anxiety. Uh, I, I have a fair amount of anxiety. Everybody does. Heather, you kind of mentioned earlier in the show that, it's uh, it's the way way of the world these days. Uh, yep. You know, waking up feeling like, what day is it? And you know, there's all this stuff to do. And you know, we're worried, we're worried, we're worried. And mm -hmm. I am a fairly, I mean, I wouldn't call myself an anxiety disorder person. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do have a lot of anxiety about all sorts of things. Um, you know, and I have to like keep myself in check about it. But I've had. I've had some health problems recently and you know I don't want to get into that right now and I don't want to scare anybody either I mean you know I'm fine but but I have um and that's part of the reason that we took last week off and you know we'll we'll revisit that another time but but for that reason I have had uh anxiety that I think is like mm, it's a little a little more than usual kind mm -hmm. of thing you know I usually can if I sort of am worked up about something it's like go on a jog you know and then yeah. I feel so much better afterwards mm -hmm. I mean a jog isn't always the answer but there are usually somewhat easy ways for me to sort of like get through something and be like okay I'm cool I'm cool um you know I'm not having a panic attack or anything but you know you just that you know that feeling where it's like your blood is pumping and you're like god I'm really worked up mm -hmm. about this or that and sometimes it's pretty insignificant stuff mm -hmm. and and uh, so anxiety a little, a, little, a little off the rails. And uh, my doctor prescribed me a sleep aid, which is something that I'd never heard of before, this particular drug. And so, you know, and, and I'm not crazy about stuff like that because I, I just don't really like to take medication. Mm -hmm. If I have to, if I'm in pain, you know, enough pain that I can't sit through it, I will. Mm -hmm. But stuff that sort of like disrupts the regular, you know, circadian rhythm kind of thing, you know, and sort of puts you under. It's like I really never want to go down that road. I mean, unless I'm like dying otherwise, you know, sure. I, I just like or if I'm like going to take a really long flight. Sure. I might try to take a little something to help me sleep because I'm going to be so uncomfortable otherwise. Mm -hmm. So gave me a sleep aid and I, I took it once and it knocked me out to the point that I was a dead person. <laughs> I was truly a dead person. I woke up in the morning. It was like no dreams, no, <laughs> no, not like one single dream, not no. Or I mean, <laughs> maybe they happened, but like, like didn't get you up erased to your memory pretty much. Didn't didn't kind of roll over and look at the clock a couple times because I mm -hmm. usually do that even if I'm not sleeping badly it's like you know you sort of wake up and go like oh it's three a.m. okay bye you know mm -hmm. going back to sleep for a while 
nothing. It was like I died and then I came back to life nine hours later. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do that again. It's too mm -hmm. it's too much. It's like that frightens me. You yeah, know, speaking of I like agree. things like fire and stuff like that. And you know, taking care of my animals and what if there was an emergency and 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 I don't and I didn't feel great when I woke up either. I felt like, okay, sure, I just slept a lot, but like I'm like super groggy and kind of weirded out, you know, mm -hmm. like you know, I gotta sort of check stuff. Like, is everything okay? Like I've been out. And but okay, so there's there's that. So we're not taking those anymore. I'll keep them around just in case. I don't know, you know, for maybe if I'll you need really them again. want to be knocked out, like for real. But I was like, gosh, wow. I mean, that is. It seems like there are so many sleep aids that could also be in the running that aren't that strong. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that anxious. Um, but but anyway, so I have that. But so that was the other day, and. You know, I, I look the drug up on the internet and it's Restoril for anybody who's like, what drug is it? It's Restoril. I hmm, don't totally remember the generic name, but but you can look it up and it's, you know, it's habit forming and, you know, there's there's all sorts of stuff where I'm like, yeah, this is just this is exactly what I don't need, you mm -hmm. know, in my life kind of thing. So we're not taking that anymore. But but uh, since then, and that was that was, I don't know, five days ago or I don't know it was sometime in the last week and since then my dreams my real dreams my my just kind of like you know sober going to bed dreams have been so so insane to the point where I'm like I don't want to blame the one sleeping pill from like days ago mm -hmm. but I'm like I wonder if there's just something about having gone down so hard that night and then you know, the brain sort of working on overdrive since mm -hmm. then that has made my dreams even more crazy because they're all, or maybe it's just, I'm just anxious. And so the dreams yeah. are back, but my anxiety dreams are, they're always the same kind of dream. And I do have the dream, the reoccurring dream where I have forgotten to go to class and I don't, I, and I'm afraid I won't graduate. <laughs> that is a reoccurring dream that I have. It's really the only one that I have. And it happens every so often, not that often, but, and every time I wake up, I'm just like, God, why do you keep dreaming that? It's just, you've already graduated. <laughs> you don't, you know, and sometimes it's sort of in, you know, it's not, uh, it's totally clear if this is high school or college, but it's something that I need to graduate from. Mm -hmm. It's never like grade school, but it's, and that is, that is my reoccurring dream that, I mean, it's, it's a, anxiety dream for sure but I wake up and I'm kind of like eh, you know it's that weird dream again I don't know but the other dreams and they're always different dreams the anxiety dream is always the same kind of dream the situation is different but it's always that I've misplaced something and mm -hmm. I don't know where it is yeah and sometimes it kind of often I guess you could call it reoccurring at this point it's that I've lost my dog and I don't know where he is and like, I'll see a dog, but it's not totally, you know, I think it's him, but then it's a different dog kind of thing. That is a horrible dream. And it's funny because I was telling you this the other day, Heather, it's like, Otis is not a flight risk t type of dog. You know, he's really clingy. So this is not a thing I worry about in the waking hours. Mm -hmm. But in my dream, it's something that I worry about a lot. And, and the other night I had had a dream that Heather and I actually had <laughs> gone somewhere and I couldn't remember where I parked. 
And it was like, it was time to get back in the car. And I'm like, I just don't know where the car is. And, you know, of course, dreams are weird. So all the details of us trying to figure out where the car was, was like all wrong. And, you know, even the city that we were in was like a different city kind of thing. But it's like, it's always, I don't know where my things are. Where is everything? Mm -hmm. I can't find things. And again, in waking life, I, well, I misplace stupid stuff sometimes, but yeah, I don't think it's that, you know, I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I've really got a misplacing items issue that other people don't have. That is not my anxiety at all. <laughs> but that's how it manifests in my yeah. dreams. And it can be to the point where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, even though I realize, okay, no, I have those things. I have my car. My car is not missing in San Francisco somewhere. It's, you know, that was just a dream. It'll like throw me off for a while mm -hmm. where I'm like, I'm kind of mad. Like I wake up kind of upset. And it takes a while to shake it off and, and just be like, okay, you have all your things. You have all your things. And I don't even feel like I have that many things. In fact, I'm a person who likes to purge things, if at all possible, because I don't like collecting things. You know, that gives me anxiety. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's what is going on. It's like the opposite <laughs> in my dreams. You know? You know, it's yeah. it's really funny because um, I, I have a lot of very similar like sort of experiences with themes of anxiety in my dreams and mine I it's kind of has to do with things also but I'm I'm packing and dragging and and moving like luggage or furniture or like from one place to another and I mean I had another dream about that last night like where I'm like I'm packing for a flight and I'm like scrambling, I'm going really fast. I'm like, I'm running out of time and I'm trying to find all the important things. And I don't, I run out of room and then it's too heavy and I can't carry it. And I'm like dragging it on a bus and I'm like really struggling. <laughs> I have a lot of those dreams lately. Yeah, I wonder what that means. If you guys have any insight, please don't hesitate and email us at hi at havesuchagoodday.com. And we do talk about dreams, even though it's like, Meaning on the show, we talk about dreams, yeah. you know, occasionally. And it's funny because, you know, when someone says, oh, my God, you were in my dream last night, I'm usually like, okay. You like eye-rolling about it. Well, it's just sort of, I think sometimes, well, I've got this one friend, before we move on, this one <laughs> friend who I've, but I've been friends with her since childhood, so she's an old friend. And it's kind of her, like, conversation starter. It always has been, where she'll mm. be like, maybe we haven't talked in a while, and, and it'll be like, a text like, oh my God, you were in my dream last night. Yeah. Where it's like, why don't you just say, hi, how are you? Because that's what you're actually wanting to do. You yeah, know? totally. I don't want to hear about your dream. You know, I like I know it's not is. relevant at all. It was just a dream. <laughs> and so I know, I feel that way when I explain dreams that people are like, well, it's just a dream, Sarah. You know, it's not relevant. And it isn't really. You know, all the scenarios in my dreams are not very relevant. I don't learn a lot from them. I think it's cool. I have always loved, I like talking about dreams. I think it's fascinating. And yeah, when well, you, I, you, but yeah. I mean, I get it if you're like, you just saw someone and they're in your dream, but what if the, what, what about those times when you dream about somebody you haven't thought of for like 15 years and you're like, why did I dream about that? And it's like so vivid yeah. that you feel like you hung out yeah. with them. That yeah, always like weirds me your out. Your brain, yeah, it does funny things. Yeah, it I does. Do, I do. I think that the pattern of dreams is really fascinating. You know, oh, I, I know that for me, it's like, it's like the whole kind of like, where is that thing I need? You know, mm -hmm. where is that person? Where is that 
item, you know, where's my dog? It's yeah. always that I've lost something yep. and it's this just like a mess of trying to figure out like, no, we got to find, you know, we got to find this thing and we can't find it. And, and then, yeah, someone's in my way and now I can't, don't have my phone. I need my phone to find the thing. <laughs> you know, it's just, it was very, anyway, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and not take sleeping pills <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, try to, uh, try to do a little jogging and, and get through this. Uh, yeah, unscathed. let us know if we have to intervene, Sarah. You'll give us I don't a think up. you do. Okay. I don't think you do. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep having my anxiety dreams, I guess, till I die. Well, I'm I'm here. I you can bend my ear about them because I think dreams are cool. But uh, but yeah, you, what do you guys dream about? Are you having anxiety dreams? And is there a theme? Like, I mean, I know for me, I went through a phase of what was spider dreams, which we all know, you all know how much I hate spiders. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to talk a little bit about the future of physical media because, and I've talked about this a little bit on the show and, you know, in a lot of ways, things just come full circle. Like for example, records are cool again. Well, they were, they, this was a while ago that this happened, but like everyone got rid of their records and some people didn't, but you know, it kind of came back around. Well, physical media, I think is going to be more cool again, like even more, I think it is, but a lot of people have gotten rid of a lot of their physical media because it takes up space and it collects dust. I know personally I have, in fact, I had a pretty decent like Blu-ray DVD collection and I pretty much got rid of all of them because I just didn't want to keep lugging them around, like moving from one place to the next. And I don't necessarily regret it because I live with someone who has a huge library, so it's fine. But I, I would encourage you guys to think more about this because apparently 50% of films made before 1950 are considered lost. And it's only going to get worse because streaming services obviously have taken over and they're owning libraries outright. You know, it's all about ownership right now, proprietary stuff. So like Amazon absorbing MGM, it's like, they're going to be the only people that can show MGM movies. So it's like, if you don't have an Amazon membership, you're going to be hard pressed to find these movies. There's this kind of worrisome trend of older films and just sort of really great films that are not even necessarily cult films that are disappearing. So there's a couple of places I wanted to shout out to that are, are uh, kind of these initiatives with the goal of trying to preserve the art of film. One of them is a place called Vidiots and it's like idiots with a V. Um, it's in Los Angeles. It used to be a video rental store. And uh, my friend Maggie is sort of has headed this thing up. It's been a huge bear for her, but she's so passionate about it. She basically brought it back from the dead. And it's pretty amazing. Like I've seen her progress over the years and she's really turned it into i think it's going to be a success they're opening a theater now they've got this great library people are you know donating to it it's like a great cause and there's also a seattle-based movie rental service it was just in the news because again like i think things are really coming out now about like you know you really should try to hold on to your dvds and it, this place is called scarecrow video it's the same sort of thing like this woman uh, is trying to you know have these this art of film uh, available for future generations and they have like a huge inventory they want to preserve film history and that kind of thing so as an example a lot of things that I watch and that I might mention on the show uh, that you guys have kind of given us feedback about that you like never knew this movie existed and you know you really loved it and you were really surprised well like here's a handful of movies that you can't find streaming one of them is called straw dogs it's from 1971 it's Dustin Hoffman movie it's a great movie 
highly recommend it. Wild at Heart, David Lynch. It's not streaming anywhere. Um, Better Off Dead, which is like a great surreal comedy starring John Cusack and the list goes on. So I'm just saying that, um, you know, everything kind of comes back around. I'm going to lead into an email that we got from one of our patrons, 2120 South Michigan Avenue. They actually commented on a post about a movie that I recommended called Swimming Pool, AKA La Piscine in French. And this is something I talked about a few weeks ago. Heather and Elijah, I adore your movie recommendations. I'm watching Swimming Pool as I write. Not sure who's sexier in this. Delon, that's Alain Delon. He's a really famous French actor. Birkin or Romy, this is two female actresses. Criterion Channel has the English version and I'm a language lightweight. If you and Sarah would start a semi-regular movie choice of the week or month, I would get a Patreon subscription for my cats. Love you guys and Elijah. <laughs> and that is awesome. I, I love your, your notes and I do have a movie recommendation for you. And Sarah and I will discuss offline about this choice of the week or month because I think that's a great idea. We're a little inconsistent about that. Yeah. And and it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to know that you would like something like that because Heather and I both watch, we watch very different things, but we sometimes watch the same kind of stuff. Yeah. I think we do. I'm always happy to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And this is a, this is, so are you ready for it? 2120 South Michigan Avenue because I do have a recommendation for you. Hopefully you like a little, uh, sprinkling of science fiction and I've mentioned this on the show before it's from 1968 it's called Je t'aime je t'aime I love you I love you it is not available on streaming though so you'd have to buy the DVD but um, I'm gonna you know there's a little mystery there you know it's kind of really nice that I feel like I've seen it streaming because I don't have that anywhere it might have been on Criterion that's might have been where I watched it recently but I I uh -huh. just looked they'll you know they move things on and off like they don't have things they switch things out Every, yeah, yeah, every month yeah. or so. So I might be wrong, but um, wonderful movie. But anyway, I, um, I will continue to write things down that I think you guys will like. And if you guys have any recommendations, please email us or jump into Discord and talk to us real time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of something that absolutely. That was weird. I uh, just kind of giving it a little flair. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I would recommend, but I have been watching Mr. Corman. Oh, I've never even heard of which that. Which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's new show. Oh. Um, where he's a elementary school teacher, but you know his life takes an interesting turn type of thing course. and you know and i love him he's a he's a great actor mm -hmm. uh, and i i haven't really seen him in much lately although i probably have just missed things mm -hmm. but um yeah it, it's uh it's 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 definitely captured my interest so probably by next week um because i'm only a few episodes in i might be actually all up to date at this point but um i'll uh, i'll give you more of a, a little bit of a rundown but yeah i think movie and and just content recommendations are great I'd, yeah, I'd love to do that. I um, I just started watching that Nine Perfect Strangers. That's like the Nicole Kidman show. It's kind oh, of I like watched it. Lost meets Goop meets something. I read like it's a really funny comparison, like a Goop parody meets <laughs> Lost. It's kind of like this like culty. Uh, it's sort of like a cult. I don't. It's by the same guy who did Big Little Lies, so it kind of has a little bit of that yeah. thriller uh, mystery or something. What anyway, was, I will the keep you posted. Nicole on that. Kidman show that was between Big Little Lies and this one. I know I she's so HBO prolific. Show. It was the um, the unraveling, no, the un, the un, uh, yeah, the, the undoing, the, uh, the undoing. I kind of couldn't get into that. Yeah, I I think I watched some of it, and it was just. And I mean, Nicole Kidman is a great actress. I'll watch anything she's that amazing. she's in. 
but I it's just time it was for just, all these roles. It's kind of no, she's very she's she's a busy lady. She really is. You know, maybe it's because Hugh Grant was in he was in a dark role. Like he's always sort of like the in the romantic comedy and he's like the cutie pie. But like in The Undoing, he's like he's kind of right. he's kind of messed up oh maybe i did finish it yeah because as soon as you say that, i'm like oh yeah i kind of remember how that ended yeah i think it was one of those shows where it was like sort of late night on the couch and i might close my eyes for a minute here and there <laughs> and i was kind of you know and cer certain shows where i do that i'm like ah, i have to watch the second half of that like i was totally sleeping yeah and totally. then other shows i'm like eh, i don't really care that much yeah yeah. Well, I'm really bummed because I was on a, a roll. I watched the first three episodes of Ted Lasso and then I got bumped off of my Apple TV plus Apple plus TV, whatever you call it. <laughs> so TV I don't have plus. an account anymore, which I'm like, what do you mean you got bumped off? Well, it's it was like just I, like a, I had like a, a free trial. Computer. Yeah, it was a free trial. Like I just I don't want to pay for another service. Oh, I, I mean, it's no big deal. But Heather, but... it's the best show. I know. Now, I know. I, there might be people out there who are like, eh, is it really that great? But most people in the world, I'm convinced. Who oh yeah, people it? love it. It's definitely. I mean, it's I'll just, get back it's to it just for sure. such a feel good show. Totally. I think. I think, and it gets funnier. I almost hesitate to say it's a comedy because it's. It is. It definitely is. It it is, but it's not that kind of comedy. It's actually a very poignant show. Yeah, it is. And it's like, and you know, and all the the dialogue is very, you know, it's very, you know, lots of little quips, you know, and. I've actually watched a lot of episodes, not all of them, but a lot of episodes more than once just because I'm like, I missed like that. That was a funny joke that they like just like shoved in there. You uh, know? I agree. That, it's very that well That you written. kind of were not, yeah, not expecting. But our Discord folks, uh, there's some Ted Lasso fans in there. Um, and well, I could talk <laughs> about Ted Lasso all day, but you know, I'll take it to the Discord because... <laughs> I know how it is when you haven't seen a show or, or you don't want to and you're like, okay, enough. enough and we about won't, that show. we don't spoil, we try not to spoil things. So if you do jump into yeah. Discord and you're like worried about spoilers, don't worry. You can just tell yeah, us to shut not, up. Yeah, it's more of a, hey, recommendation. I like this, I like that. But speaking of Discord, if you would like to join our Discord community, uh, we're all really a bunch of nice folks in there and we've met, have such a good day, audience members, and we've really kind of got to know each other and it's so fun. And if you'd like to join us chatting between episodes, we'd love to have you. Uh, becoming a patron at patreon.com slash have such a good day is how to do that. Uh, joining the Discord is $5 or more, but doesn't have to be more than that. $5 per month, Patreon level, gets you into the Discord server and we can share pictures of our pets. We can talk about movies. We can talk about <laughs> hurricanes and other disasters. I mean, it runs we really do talk about kind of everything. And so, <laughs> and more the merrier. So, you know, please do join us if, if you'd like to. And thank you in advance. Thank you so much in advance. We want to meet you. We, we want to be your, we want to be friends. I mean, really, like, I feel like I know these people. It's so great. I mean, we do. We're like, we're chatting. We're buds. We're internet friends. Yeah. That's, yeah, we're internet friends. Exactly. That's exactly how this works. Uh, speaking of patrons, everyone who's a patron of us, thank you so much. Uh, if you're not a patron and you are in the position to become a patron or, you know, want to directly support the show, uh, again, patreon.com slash have such a good day is where to find out more about that. And we do have a new patron and that patron's name is Bo, which is uh, one yeah. of my favorite names. I, I love, love the name Bo. It's kind of a sexy name. <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking of like Bo Derek right now? Maybe. Heather? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Bo. It's yeah. just like, it is a cool name. Thank you to our sexiest new patron, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I like it so much, no, uh, it but a it's one. a great name. So Bo. Short uh, and sweet. 
Name aside, you are uh, our newest patron, and we appreciate you, and we hope that you enjoy your patronage. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you all enjoy your patronage. Please enjoy your patronage, as we also enjoy your patronage. We love you, and uh, I think we're going to call it. Uh, this episode was so fun to do. We really missed you, and we'll be yeah. back next week. Um, and unless, like, you know, I don't know, meteor hits the, the earth, which, you know, could happen. I mean, anything could happen, really, but we'll probably be back and with episode 114. But in <laughs> yeah. the meantime, you guys stay luck. safe out there. <laughs> stay safe and stay happy, and, and I'll remain Heather. I will remain Sarah. Have such a good day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.